You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I am constantly looking for inspiration for dinner. What I want is something easy, tasty, and something my fussy children might also eat. And of course, healthy. I'd like it to be healthy. Olivia Andrews is the culinary director for Meal Kit Service, Marley Spoon, and she's just released a fabulous cookbook called Three Veg and Meat. Hi, Olivia. How are you? Hello, Siobhan. Thank you for having me. Well, well, it's really great to have you because um, I do love this book. And I think what grabbed me first about it was the heading, the headline mm-hmm. or the, the title, Three Veg and Meat. Um, what made you decide to concentrate on a book that is not a vegetarian's book? Yes. Um, and it's not your, your classic cookbook. It's, got a, it's, got, it's quite, you know, it's heading towards more veggies than meat. What made you decide to do a book like that? Um. Well, I had my daughter Harriet three years ago, and um, she was definitely what further ins- inspired this journey for me. Uh, I just, you know, just thinking, why does it need to be? Why do vegetables need to be complementary to the meat? You know, it's 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 undeniably essential to our health and well-being, uh, and and there's no question about perhaps we we could reduce the amount of meat that we eat. And, and make it all about the vegetables. And so I really wanted to get her off to a good start, as we all do with our kids. And so I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to turn the idea of meat and three veg on its head. So, uh, you know, it's about flipping the balance on your plate. It's not about losing the meat altogether, just pushing it to one side. It's still there. You're still getting the flavor and the texture and all of the things that, you know, we love about having meat on the plate. But we need to eat more vegetables, and and that's what it came down to. So it's really a collection of family favorite recipes that may have had some significance in my life along the way, or um, you know that um, I know that are very popular among Australians, and and also junk food classics. So they're kind of reimagined. So they're the best possible renditions of of the dishes that we class as the classics, in the hope that that's what we'll be craved for. Later in life, older. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the the other thing that strikes me about not having as much meat is that you know, personally, if I could be, I'd love to be a vegetarian. I like the idea of having less meat. I like the idea of what it does for the environment, um, in terms of health, overall health. But then there's always that part of my brain that goes, "Oh, but it's too hard." Mm. So it's almost like there's this is a really lovely compromise. Exactly. It's it's about, you know, you can have your cake and eat it too. So there are there are people like I come from you, you know, the household my, my husband hasn't always been predominantly well he's a flexitarian but he's you know, <laughs> I was like, Really? I, I thought you were a vegetarian but <laughs> we have this like funny banter but um you know, it's it's there are many households out there that would love to eat more vegetables and but it's it's more than just your meat free Mondays you know it's about you can just reduce the amount of meat in your dish if you're if you're part of a family that eats meat every single day by following this approach you can halve your meat consumption and you're still eating meat every day mm. so that's a significant reduction in 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 what you're consuming um, and it's just a different way of thinking, isn't it? Because like you just said, um, even the title, how you flipped it, mm-hmm. when we grew up, I know when I grew up, it was like 
lamb chops and three veg on their exactly. side. And, and that's just how you thought. So it, you kind of choose your meat before you think about the vegetables. And then if you're lucky, you've got a bit of butter for the potato. <laughs> if your mother will let you, maybe a little bit of salt. Uh, my mum used to hide the salt. Oh, so, really? Yeah, she was a home ec teacher. Oh, wow. So she was very good with the, the hiding of the salt, more from my dad than from us, to be fair. But um, – when with these recipes in the book, you just mentioned a few things that um, you know you've you've taken the Aussie classics and you've um, reimagined them with just a little bit more vegetable. I mentioned before I've done two of the recipes in this book and mm. they were both delicious. The chicken soup. What I noticed about the recipes that I tried, it was the chicken soup Mm -hmm. and the satay curry. And both of them seemed very easy to cook, but with, uh, I don't know, I felt like there was a little bit of extra something special, like the, there was a bit of a dash of soy sauce or there was, um, in the, in the chicken soup, I think, or, um, with the satay curry, which is delicious. Um, (laughs) I'm not even sure. It might've been just the way the combination of ingredients. It just seemed there was a little bit of extra something in all of them. Um, how much of that creativity comes into when you're doing a recipe? Because you're, like you said, you're trying to reimagine classics. Um, this isn't just a simple switch of the classic. You've added little bits into it as well. Yeah, it's really important for me that uh, for this book in particular and this approach to, to cooking and eating that nobody feels like they're missing out on anything. So I'm all about flavor uh, and keeping it simple in terms of not having too many ingredients, not having ingredients that are um, inaccessible to people. Uh, so those are important factors. And then you just need to get the most, you know, the biggest bang for your buck in terms of flavor within the dishes. And it also, um, I've t- taken into consideration that, you know, it's a type of household that's becoming more and more commonplace. I'm a part of one, so a diet diverse. Maybe you have an omnivore, a vegan, a vegetarian, um, and the like. And you, you know, you want to just want to cook one meal, one meal, <laughs> one meal, not four of a weeknight, just one. And you can set it just make those small adaptations, and you can, you know. Everyone, everyone's happy. Yeah, because my, my daughter is extremely fussy. And with the chicken soup, I should explain it was like an Asian chicken soup that had um, oh, just deliciousness all through it. But I knew that she wouldn't eat something with bits of anything, whether it was meat or vegetable. She's very fussy. But I could cook the soup and then I could get the goodness of the broth and give her that with a bit of pastina or whatever. And then the rest of the family just hoed into all of the goodness. So there's the ability to make it work for everyone, which is very important. Yeah, lots of, like, so many different substitutions or alternatives. And you you give them in the book too, Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just using them as a guide. You may have um, a whole bunch of vegetables that you want want to use up, you know, and, like, for my mix-it-up minestrone, for example – I, I even had Chinese broccoli in the in the fridge. So whack it in. There's no. There's, it doesn't have to be with an Asian dish. Or um, you really don't like that vegetable. I really wanted to offer as many different solutions to you know. There's so many different families out there. So and. It doesn't strike me that you're trying to hide the veggies in these because we often, when we have fussy children who don't like vegetables, um, people will say, "We'll blend it up in the bolognese, and they won't even know it's there." 
My children, they're very smart. They mm. get that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard hard to hide them. You can't underestimate those. No. <laughs> you can't underestimate them. Look, I, I wanted to do a, a good mix. I think, uh, you know, there's all, all, there's the kids that, you know, adapt, uh, you know, take on the um, the white food diet. So there's a, there's a couple of things in there that will cater for, for those kids. Because like my daughter's like that. When you say white food, you mean like the ones that only eat pasta yes pasta pasta maybe yeah. some bread and more pasta <laughs> yeah exactly so um there's a like a creamy chicken pasta and i loved it as a kid but you know it's something that i've known isn't particularly good for me like loads of cream and you know all the rest of it and so i really wanted to create something uh that i felt you know it's about creating food that you feel good about giving you know there's no guilt when you give it to your kids and so i was eating it after i tested i was feeling so guilty and it's like whoa okay it's okay it's actually you're allowed to enjoy this bowl and and you know and there's no guilt about what you're putting into your body and so those sorts of um so what dishes, is in it then if um, it's not well it's a white so it's got um i actually put cauliflower and um i i, I do put um, some some silken tofu, and it makes it really creamy. And uh, and I still put so I use less dairy and less meat in like throughout the recipes. But if I am using it, I'm using butter, or I'm not losing it altogether because I don't want to lose its its character and its flavor profile completely. I think mm. that's important that we still want to create those um, recipes, but just. In different proportions. So, there is, so it's a little bit better than what you might have had as a kid because exactly. it's got cauliflower and Yeah, it's got some other little and... bits and pieces in there that that are, not, you know, all blended up. And then there's also the dishes, as you say, that, you know, we're not going to hide them. I think that's something that I've tried really hard with my daughter. It's not about, oh, well, you must eat your vegetables. They're, they're all on the same, you know, in fact, actually, the vegetables are the heroes and when, it, when it comes to when it comes to feeding her. So it's, there's no kind of distinction there. And I think that's really important. It's just to do that as early as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We, we didn't do it early enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're paying for it now. Do you have any favorites in the book? I know what my favorites are. I've only cooked two. They're they're already (laughs) my favorites. Um, Do you have any favorites (sighs) apart from that chicken pasta one you just mentioned that was a favorite for you when you were a kid? Um. Yeah, I've got like still to this day I love the um my mum's beef stroganoff. So, and it took me a long time to like mushrooms. So, uh, the good thing about with my daughter Harriet, I've just it's so funny all of the things that I just I tried I gave her as many vegetables as I possibly could, but the things that I didn't give her um she doesn't want now. So uh, it's been a very interesting kind of, I guess you could say, experiment. <laughs> um, so, um, excuse me, the mushroom stroganoff with beef. So really just bumping up the, the the amount of mushrooms, reducing the amount of beef. You've still got the beef stock in there. I make, uh, I call my sourish cream, which is just a strained yogurt or a labne. And, uh, and yeah, I just love it. And, and it's so funny because... I think when you're a kid, I always, especially with my dad having steaks and, and, and all the rest of it, I always found that I didn't actually want to eat that. 
necessarily, like because you think, oh, well, that's the thing to do. It's the norm. So I should be, you know, I should be consuming this, you know, pieces of meat or whatever. And, and you know, once I like the mushrooms, that's what I want. That's what I gravitated to first, but I still wanted the flavor of the beef. Yeah. And I think that that's just and an important And beef stroganoff, every time I've cooked it, they're like a kilo of like beef. And you think. Exactly. Do I really no, need that no, much? No, we don't need. That's the one thing that you know. The thing is, do we really need to be? You know, we don't seem to have any problems with consuming protein or the amount of protein that we that our bodies need. In fact, you know, it's it's we consume too much. Ninety nine percent of kids aren't getting enough vegetables each day. Like that's just staggering. And um, and how how much is it for adults? Because you. Because we're so, not eating enough veggies. No, either, not at we? all. Um, so we're eating half as you – know, there's 50% of us are eating half as much as we should. So it's – yeah, I mean it's – It's big. It's – yeah, it's it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of – there's a lot of work to do. <laughs> well, people, now you know. There's a book called Three Veg and Meat. Um, Olivia, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you and the book is fabulous. So congratulations. Thank you very much. And, and good luck. You're about to have your second baby. I am. I am. Good luck with that. <laughs> anytime, and may this book help now. you <laughs> yes, once absolutely. the second comes along. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Siobhan. <laughs> That's Olivia Andrews. Her book, Three Veg and Meat, is available now and we'll include links to where you can get your copy in the notes to this episode. Have you ever had a sliding door moment and imagined yourself on the other side, a woman without children? Turns out it's probably not quite what you think it might be. There's an assumption that it means that I'm, you know, partying on every night and up to Ibiza in the holidays and all those <laughs> sorts of things. And you know, actually all adults have other responsibilities. That's Tori Shepherd, journalist and author of On Freedom. She talks about what it's really like being childless in 2019 and what it says about the expectations of women and motherhood generally. That's next time on Feed, Play, Love. This podcast is produced by Debbie Ning. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Hunt.